We talk the top pass rushers in the AFC North. One of us feels that maybe Miles Garrett isn't the top pass rusher in the AFC North. And we talk about whether or not Miles Garrett is on a career trajectory path towards the NFL Hall of Fame. All of this on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. And Mr. Garrett Bush, uh, anybody's new, first time. Obviously, some changes being made here this week, um, not only with the show going to YouTube, bringing in Garrett Bush as your co-host here of Lockdown Browns, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I'm sure all you 92-3 fans know Garrett from Saturday mornings in the barbershop. Uh, so it's been fun. Uh, so as we are getting through here, appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen, day in, day out. Uh, make sure uh, whatever podcast app you use, you subscribe to the show, five-star ratings, written reviews. Um, and YouTube, um, listen, guys, key with YouTube is subscribe. I know some of you may not navigate over. That's fine. I know some of you have tried and are going to try. That's fine as well. That subscribe button, key, huge, uh, you know, for here for the potential and the growth of the show. So please make sure you take care of that. Interesting when you get to know somebody as a co-host. Obviously, your conversations pick up more. Um, you talk more football. And things I have mentioned is, you know, obviously Garrett being a former player, played defensive line at uh, Ohio University. Um, as everybody knows, I was a you know, wide receiver in college. Um, you know, so I'm going to you know value maybe some of what Garrett's opinions are defensive line related. But now we've gotten our first little bit of a problem here as far as um, – and maybe I don't know if maybe you know Garrett's riding the high of you know the contract that uh, Mr. T.J. Watt received down in Pittsburgh. But we were, we're going to do a segment, and we're going to talk about some AFC North defensive ends. Garrett sent me over some rankings, and I was stunned, misbelieved. I was just blown away. Garrett Bush does not have Miles Garrett as his top pass rusher in the AFC North. Um, and I'm sure you're all going to boo and hiss the man a little bit. But one thing I've known about, noticed about Garrett is he will never back down from what he believes. Never back down from a take that he feels might have a little, little heat to it, a little habanero, if you will. Go ahead, Garrett. Well, you know, uh, you know, like you said, we, we, we get an opportunity to talk a little bit with, with one another. And we was looking, we was coming out and we was doing this list. And so we just breaking down the list and, and, and ranking throughout the AFC North. You're trying to figure out, all right, well, let's, let's see who your top, you know, four defensive ends are in the AFC North. And we got to the top and Miles Garrett wasn't at the top of mine. And it was like, what? What you mean? <laughs> now I'm going to preface something. Um, I do think that Miles Garrett, um, Miles Garrett is the most physically gifted person, a defensive lineman in the AFC North. However, I'm going to differentiate and tell you why, um, you know, wh why I got him, uh, is where I got him on my list, right? Just and, and give some reasons as to why we want to do that. Uh, 
so w- without further ado, let's get into it. The first, I, I, number four, um, when I sent you the list, I got Jadavion Clowney, right? So I know he's a free agent, but for our purposes, we're looking to get him back. So, you know, he's a guy. Every who, reporter seems to utter the same thing. It's it's not a yeah. question of if, it's a question of when. And the question most likely is late June. Yeah. Um, after everything is done, as far as in the Browns say, okay, everybody go behave yourself. Have a great summer. We'll see you in a month. Remember, no trouble. Just keep yourselves out of trouble. And then when there's no responsibilities other than showing up for training camp is maybe when Jadavian sneaks in like a thief in the night, signs that contract, goes back to Carolina, and then comes back a little later. Yeah, listen, he he's he wants no parts of a training camp, none of that. So we we with no worries on that one. But the reason I got Jadavian Clowney coming in at four is just because of uh his skill set. Now, we've already known uh, about his athletic ability. One of the knocks on Jadavian Clowney was the fact that he wasn't known as a two to three move guy when it comes to pass rush ability um he also is a little stiff um he doesn't bend as well as some of the other guys when you need to run the hoops and get around and, and, and you're brushing the passer also he doesn't have uh a signature move that he really kind of goes to uh to, to get to the quarterback he doesn't have too many counters but what, what he does have is he has a mean inside move um, his inside move is, is so quick that he he usually you know gets out leveraged a little bit, but he's so fast, so athletic. His inside move is devastating, um, and, and so that's what he likes to do to set you up a little bit. Now the problem is he could be higher on this list, and a lot of other people want him to be higher on this list. We know about the athletic ability, but one thing that his best part of his game is playing the run. If mm-hmm. you look, PFF has him consistently graded as an elite guy on the run. He does a really good job. He's just super disruptive. Uh, his burst off the line of scrimmage and that inside move can be used to disrupt zone plays, outside zone plays. So for me, Jadavian Clowney um, is probably the fourth best defensive end uh, in, in the in the uh, AFC North as, as far as this list, in, in my opinion. Uh, I don't necessarily have an issue there. Um, Trey Hendrickson, uh, over the last couple of years, led to uh, going to Cincinnati last year in a big money deal. Um, I think when you think defensive end, a lot of guys, it's always about the sacks. And I even remember being in college. One of my good friends, one of my roommates at the time, was one of our defensive ends. He was a solid guy who graded out well every week. There was another defensive end who led the team in sacks. Got ripped every meeting um, for this, that, and the other thing. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. Da, 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 and guess what? Never affected the playing time because the production <laughs> basically superseded the fact that he was not doing A, B, and C, those types of things. So it gave for you know that opportunity. Um, and you know, for Jadavian, a lot of it is, and I think a lot of it is just because he was former number one overall pick. And if you want to say, has he maybe not met that bar? That's fair. Is he still a really, really good football player when he's healthy? He is. And, you know, when you see a guy that is this freak of nature type of athlete, the way he's built long, you know, can do so many other things. um, I think everybody expects that he should do all those other things and get 17 sacks a season. Um, Maybe that bar is set a little bit too high. Hendrickson, a little bit more of a sound player um you look at him old school you just see nothing but bare arms no gloves no tape anywhere he's not covered himself up it almost kind of looks like you know he was out of the game 
And then they had to throw them back in real quick <laughs> because there's no accessories. It's a uniform. It's a helmet. Let's go out. Right. Um, but I'm also with you, though. I mean, and you know, I do love Jadavian Clowney. But I think when you look at it, this in the ranking of pass rushers, I do believe that most people are always going to say is, you know, let's look at the top sack guys. And if you're consistent at it, it's not going to be a question of, you know, what other tools you have in the bag. Um, Elvis Doomerville, prime example. What was he? Maybe six foot one, 250 on a good day if he had a good meal. Everything about the guy said he should transition a linebacker. But he had one calling card. He could get after the passer. He could register sacks. He could register, you know, hits on the quarterback. And he was never moved. Um, in the run game, he was a liability. That's why he became a guy who moved around later on in his career as a third pass rusher. Somebody that came in in nickel-dime situations. Um, so you've got to be able to, you know, you will get away with some, you know, basically negatives at the position as long as the sack total and the getting after the quarterback is there. That's just the way it works. But it's gonna get a little it's gonna get a little interesting here as we go to segment two. Because Garrett's gonna state his case. I'm gonna state some cases for mine. Um and you know it was funny because actually we just went through this here now with the Browns twice in a row. Miles Garrett two years ago got his contract extension was the highest paid edge until what a month later TJ Watt got his money. Denzel Ward, I think he had a nice what was it, 27 day run as the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. Jair Alexander just got his money. Um, but we're gonna get into this one. This this might be you know one we can get a, you know a little bit of interesting one here because uh, you know Garrett is going to go probably a route that most folks wouldn't now, be now, expecting now you out of Browns just, podcast. Just just yeah. so we're tallying at home. So so you cool with Jadamian Clowney at four? Uh, and and Trey Henderson at uh, at three, correct? I am okay with that, and the reason okay. I do believe is because, and as I was trying to explain, is most people are going to go by sack numbers first. But and also, this is why Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett worked so well. Miles has certainly improved over the years about the discipline of not getting inside on the run. But this is something that Jadavian Clowney has always had. We're going to get back here. Uh, I'll let Garrett open up this next segment after we get. Uh, Obviously, you know, a little love to the sponsors in here and state his case because this one's where it's going to maybe kind of get a little bit off the rails. So stick around. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Lockdown Browns. <clears throat> Everybody knows about our good friends over at Bill Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. If you like sweet, if you need the push, you need the energy, these things are you. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I have never had anything like this before. They are available right now, and we can't promise that they will be there tomorrow. So go get them today at Built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret, because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. 100 uh delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100 real chocolate make every day your birthday with built birthday cake puffs built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and they've covered it in 100 white chocolate and even added sprinkles with 150 calories 16 grams of protein and only nine grams of sugar this limited time flavor is an amazing option if you are looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day uh, all built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with built, you can get healthy and actually enjoy doing it. 
And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Built.com to get birthday cake puffs right now. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. Again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Podcast. Uh, you know, of course, it's, it's me, G. Bushy, and your co-host, Jeff. Uh, we, If you missed it, we just got into uh, our top four rankings uh, for the AFC North, and, and we have so far Jadavian Clowney um, with the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, he's not with the Browns yet, but free agent. We have him coming in at four. Trey Henderson, I, I thought he did a good job, and, and the Bengals, you know, really helped themselves out a little bit by going to the Super Bowl. It doesn't hurt when you you you, you uh, can sack Patrick Mahomes and get to the Super Bowl and and really show you what you can do. I thought he had his one of his best years as a pro, so he came in at number three. This is where the controversy comes in. Uh, obviously, <laughs> you know, if you anybody anybody knows football, you know the top two guys in this division uh, are one Miles Garrett. And another guy who wears uh, black and yellow. I'll let uh, Jeff tell you about him. But let us get to Miles Garrett and why I have him at number two. Now, to me, Miles Garrett by far, um, it, he's a he's a much better athlete. If you talk about prospects, Miles Garrett has probably the most uh, God given ability, physical ability in the division of any other defensive ends. Uh, he can bend, and that that's an elite. Even though he he weighs more. Uh, then Jadavian Clowney is taller, is bigger. He has way more flexibility and bend in his hips and knees. Uh, he's, he's you know, you, you one would argue he's probably just as fast, way, being a little bigger. Uh, he's disruptive. Uh, he, he can do pretty much a lot of things. He can inside, swim move, push, pull, bull rush. He got all the moves. Here's the reason, and it's only one reason. And people say, well, he got all that, G. Bush. Why is he not number one on your list? I said, okay, well, we got to go. It's, it's about the production. If you take a look at Miles Garrett, now, you know, he's done some things. 2017, he came into the league. T.J. Watt, 2017, came into the league. The first year, both of those guys had seven sacks in 2017. So they're, 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 they're even, right? Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett comes in in 2018. He puts up 13 and a half sacks. You're like, wow, that's dope, man. Uh, TJ Watt, 2018, he puts up 13 sacks. So at this point, it looks like Miles Garrett to 20 uh, up to 2018 has the advantage. 2019 comes around, and Miles Garrett, uh, that was the game where that was the year where he had the helmet throwing situation. He lost about six games during that year, but he still had 10 sacks during the year. T.J. Watt got to play the whole year. 2019 has 14 and a half sacks. You go to uh, 2020, uh, Miles Garrett has a solid year. Uh, he had 12 sacks in 2020, and this is where T.J. Watt starts to put it on. He comes back after following the 2019 season with 14 and a half sacks. He comes back with 15 in 2020. And, and so that was a, a year in which, you know, uh, Miles Garrett had 12. And then Miles Garrett had his best year as far as the sack totals. I thought he was well on his way uh, if he could have kept his pace up to, to be one of the de candidates for defensive player of the year. He had 16 sacks last year. Um, and one thing you look at it is his combination of tackles uh, really went up. He had 51 tackles, which is a career high for him. And But you say, okay, well, let, what did T.J. Watt do? In 2021, he got loose. 
the man got 64 tackles combined, 22 and a half sacks. Not to mention, uh, TJ Watt also has four career interceptions. Um, Miles Garrett does not have those. So for me, is Miles Garrett a better player athletically? Would I probably take him if you ask me who would you start a team with? I would probably take Miles Garrett, but on production. I would have to, on a slight edge, say T.J. Watt just based on the production. Um, I'm sorry. I was going to pick up the phone and call Chris Carter of Lockdown Steelers and see if he needed a guest host. Um, he didn't answer, so we'll have to wait on that. <laughs> um, here's what we're, a couple of things here, though. Uh, obviously, you marked the career you know, trajectory arc for both players. Um, with Miles, you know, 2019, obviously a substantial amount of time missed. Um, still, by far, that was the most unhappy post-game victory show I have ever done in my life. And we told everybody there, we won't see Miles till next season. And everybody, oh, no, no, no. And look, you know, for whatever you believe happened that evening, you can't take a man's helmet off and hit him with it. doesn't matter. doesn't even matter what you think Mason Rudolph said. What If he actually did say what most people maybe think he did say, you still can't take somebody's helmet off and smack him over the head with it. 2020. Um, one thing I think you're missing in that is – Miles Garrett going through COVID and the fact that we didn't see the same Miles Garrett prior to, you know, COVID. He was literally on a pace for defensive player of the year, it seemed, got COVID. Um, and he wasn't a guy that had COVID and just was out. Like Miles was literally, you, you saw pictures of him watching games, covered in blankets, was not feeling well, really ailed him and certainly did not, um, when he came back, was not 100%. Um, 2021. Um obviously miles started out fantastic 16 sacks but if you do remember uh going into the christmas day game against green bay packers miles had a groin issue um everybody just said he and miles even said i'll be out there miles had, had no choice he, there was nobody else to put out there at that point um and i do remember and actually uh garrett and i talked with host peter bukowski the other day he was talking about the left tackle they played like a third string left tackle that day. he's like wow we did a pretty good job against miles garrett i said like a pretty good job against half of miles garrett um now, overall, the numbers sure, certainly favor T.J. Watt, but there are also some favorable positions for T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt never rushes against a left tackle. He always rushes against a right tackle. So it's a lot easier to get those numbers in that situation. Um, the 22 and a half last year, uh, James, H James Hudson, God bless his heart, um, and the Browns at that point realizing the season was getting away from him, are we going to play journeyman guys like Blake Hans, other guys? Are we going to get somebody that we drafted who we think maybe can be a part of an offensive line down the road? Are we going to get him reps? Um, you put him out there against the guy who ended up being the defensive player of the year and said, ah, no help. Who needs it? And then after he got one sack, ah, it, it'll be fine. Two sacks. Ah, it'll be fine. And, you know, <laughs> Baker at the time threw a couple of balls early that were dropped. Then Baker was ending up being gun shy throwing the ball. And at that point, you probably figured you, for Baker, just throw the ball as soon as you possibly get it because TJ Watt is killing you. Yeah. Um, there's there's just, for me also, you know, the interceptions, we're not going to go that route. For me, I, I can't even equate that because TJ Watt is a linebacker. He is an outside linebacker. So there are positions in times where he is asked to drop into coverage. Um, so, you know, obviously he should have some of those. It would be an absolute disgrace and we have certainly seen it at times with some defense coordinators for the Cleveland Browns where they decided to drop Miles Garrett into coverage which is the biggest stupidest thing anybody could ever do um 
but I and we're going to take this uh, when we go into segment three. Um, the question is, is you know, and now we, we're done. We, we've done our Steelers talk. We've done our Bengals talk. But the question is, is is Miles Garrett on a career arc that would possibly lead to him being enshrined in Garrett's hometown in the NFL Hall of Fame? After five years, I, I think this is a fun conversation to have. And obviously, you cross your fingers, knock on wood for everything that it can be a sustainable career. Um, knowing that Miles is a tad bit of a different guy, you know, maybe he won't be one of these guys that hangs on later on. But we're going to get to that, and we're going to talk about you know, is Miles Garrett on a career arc to being an NFL Hall of Famer? Be back in one second, Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd. It's the time of the year, guys. You know, you have horse racing you have the nba playoffs you have the nhl playoffs you have mlb well our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest odds news and sports developments including this year's basketball playoffs the major league baseball scores fights and even next season's nfl futures bet online is your continued source for all your sport sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Now, Garrett, this being said, and with just some things to go with here, you know, Miles Garrett to this point in his career, 58 and a half sacks through, so through five years, through five years of Miles Garrett. And now keep in mind, this is now Miles Garrett officially playing on his second contract in the NFL. You take 58 and a half sacks, say he plays another five years, becomes a 10-year player, can keep these numbers where they're at, 117. And this is where it gets kind of tricky because uh, doing research for this, there's guys in that range sack total-wise, and the first thing is it kind of blows your mind. Like he, That would put him in similar territory to a Von Miller, who everybody feels Von Miller obviously going to be you know, a Hall of Famer one day. But for me, there's some things that go along with this, with this Garrett, is – the 117 sacks, that doesn't get you in. What else gets you in? How did you perform in the playoffs to this point? Miles, obviously a very, very limited taste of what he's done in the playoffs. You know, do you get to a Super Bowl? Do you win a Super Bowl? Because we know the way this works when you talk about Hall of Fame cabinets. Stats, how many times all pro? Super Bowl winner, yes, if so, how many times? Um, defensive player of the year, if it is, he's mentioned. All of these things are things that Miles hasn't achieved yet in the grand scheme of the things. Miles doesn't care about those achievements. He wants his team to win, and he wants to go out there and play the best ball he can to help his team win. But so then the question would be, I guess, Mr. Bush, is do you feel that Miles Garrett is on the career trajectory arc that he's one day, and it'll be an interesting one to cut for a guy who's built like Miles Garrett, going to be getting one of those gold blazers? Well... I, I kind of look at it like this. Um, and you, like you said, we're, we're talking about, about guys who got in, and I was looking at comparable guys that, that he can have a kind of a trajectory. Um, like Jason Taylor, he played 15 seasons, right? Six Pro Bowls, 233 games. Uh, he made the all-decade team, right? Uh, when you look at it, I think he ended up – let me let me look at this. Uh, his best year. Mm -hmm. 
Best year, he had 18 and a half sacks in 2002. Uh, he was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he's a, he was four-time All-AFC. So he's a guy that I think, you know, Miles Garrett, I don't know. He he seems to have a lot more things going on. He's already been documenting that he does. I, I don't think Miles Garrett is going to stop start, you know, stop playing when he, he has nothing left in the tank. In other words, I think he'll he'll play his 10, 11 years and gracefully bow out and we'll say, wow, Miles Garrett had one of his best year. Why is he retiring? Because I think he wants to do other things. Uh, if you go back and you look, I think there's a couple of people you can compare him to, right? Um, people don't remember how good Chris Dolman was, right? 150 sacks, eight Pro Bowls, uh, 15 seasons. I, I don't think Miles Garrett's going to play 15 seasons and 150. I don't think he's going to get that. Uh, Kevin Green, Kevin Green, 15 seasons, 116 sacks, or excuse me, 160 sacks. That's 160. So look at all the years and the number of sacks. Now we talked about the 117 to 120 range, right? So, you know, Miles Garrett is going to have to still put together some seasons. I don't think he has a better resume at the end of the day than Kevin Green. Uh, so that, that's something we might not be able to, to look for. Richard Dent, 15 seasons, four pro bowlers, 137 and a half sacks. So he might not have that. And so it comes down to me. These are the two guys I most compared, uh, you know, miles Garrett with as far as production, you got a guy like Howie long, Howie long, three, all pro selections, eight pro bowls. 13 seasons, but only 84 sacks, right? Played on the interior, yep. Yep, only 84. So that's a guy you could kind of pattern yourself with, and you say, okay, well, Miles Garrett might be on that level. And then my last guy, um, who I think Miles Garrett will have better sacks than, is Charles Haley. Charles Haley, 105, 100.5 sacks. Uh, He had five Pro Bowls. He played 12 seasons. But this is really what put Charles Haley over the top. Five Super Bowl rings. Uh, anytime you get five rings, uh, you got over 100 sacks. So these two guys are, are more comparable. I think that if, if he gets over 100 uh, sacks, he needs to get a defensive player a year under his belt. It would help if the Browns won the Super Bowl, but you can't count on that. Uh, so I, I would say in the seasons 10 through 12, if he could put seven more seasons together, um, keep hitting the Pro Bowls, get over 100 sacks. I think he end up ends up getting into the Hall of Fame if he can manage to get a, a Defensive Player of the Year uh, award under his belt as well. Yeah, I, I think you know you, you definitely need and look, you know, Pro Bowls in, in this folk, look, folk, Pro Bowls don't count. Okay, so let's not bring that up. You know, you can make a bunch of them. That's fine. And the way it's watered down to this point, I mean, you know, oh hey, I'll go because nobody else will go. All right, congratulations, you're going to the Pro Bowl. Um, so the way we figure it here is obviously a Miles Garrett. This point is uh, of his career is averaging eleven point seven five sacks per season. So you take that and you put it to twelve. He plays twelve seasons. You're talking about a guy with one hundred and forty sacks. I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you played for. I don't care if you won a Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't care if you know you you stood upside down. Whatever you did, you're going to get to one hundred and forty sacks. You're you're in. That's it. It's done. It's over with. Um, Miles, obviously, is this is an interesting conversation because Miles is going to be a part of players now going further, and we see the tremendous statistical output we see from a lot of guys who are going to get the benefit of an extra regular season game every season. So you know, hey, you know, that's something where if you say, hey, he got seven years 
of you know one extra game and you know three and a half, four sacks. Um, I do believe that if anybody is associated with the Cleveland Browns team that's going to win a Super Bowl, that's probably going to enhance it somehow, some way. Um, I know there's always a lot of talk with Browns fans and certainly, you know, Clay Matthews and his family about the Hall of Fame. And, and I'll be honest, um, I, I saw a lot of the Browns in that era. You know, back in those days, you only saw the teams that were good besides your local teams. The Browns were good, obviously. So they were on, you know, you know, in spotlights against teams. And Clay Matthews was an excellent, excellent player. But I think what hurt Clay Matthews is that Clay Matthews was also a really good pass rusher and also a really good linebacker. If Clay Matthews had the opportunity to either do, you know, be just a pass rusher or just a linebacker and do those type of traditional things, I think because he was used in a combination of ways, it kind of maybe hurt what his chances were to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, if he had just been a pass rusher, probably could have made it. He was a playmaking linebacker. If he had just done that, he could have had it. Miles has the opportunity where he is going to be a pin the ears back pass rusher week in, week out. And, you know, as hopefully this Browns defensive line gets better on the interior with the addition of a player like Jadavian Clowney, at least coming back for one year, if not two, the development of players like Alex Wright, Perrion Winfrey um, being commensurate to his level. So where they're not just going to say as an offense, I don't care who sacks the quarterback, but if it's 95, we're just running the ball every play from here on out. So we'll see. But um, I, I definitely think it's an interesting discussion. I think it's a worthy discussion from the, the plays had. Um, and the other thing is, you know, there's a little flash to Miles, but compared to other edge rushers in the NFL, there's not really a lot of flash. You know, I think but in the Bears game where he had five sacks at the end, he was kind of like, well, I don't have any more moves. You know, he's like the guy at the club when the girl wants to dance with him for a second song. He's like, nah, man. He's I'm, like, I I'm gave you out. all I got, girl. I'm all out, I'm all out bro. Well, I was similar to that. So it'd be like, oh, do you need a drink? Let's go get a drink. You know, so, you know, we'll, we'll step off the floor. So God forbid you see somebody else dancing really good and, and our time here is over with. Um, I think at that point, Miles was done. He didn't have much left. Maybe the Dungeons and Dragons will lead to some celebrations. I don't even know how that would work, but who knows, maybe. Um, but it's a fun conversation to have because you look at this Browns roster the way it is currently. Um, maybe a little early for Nick, and it's tough for running back because of the longevity. I think maybe a lot of his field, Joe Batoni, was probably headed there someday. Um, and, go ahead. We, and by the way, we're <laughs> going to get to that. You know, we 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 talked about the, the the defensive line. I think it's time we we cross on over get to the offensive line. We just looked at some of that. Um, so so keep it locked. We yeah. got some of that coming up yep. as well. And we're going to continue to do this. Obviously, look, quarterbacks we're probably going to save to the very end because there's a lot that's going on here that would involve that. But you know, this is stuff we get to do in the off season. And we've had really some fun with that. Um, we Wow, we're going to have to put a bow on this here. Um, they're getting on us about time because, look, it is key. And the thing is, is we've noticed, and there's so much research done, that when you get towards the ends of these type of things, you're basically just talking to each other. Well, you can hit end and just do that after you're done. Um, so we've had a pleasure here today. We have gotten into talking about the top pass rushers in the AFC North. Garrett Bush has maybe disingrated himself from the entire Cleveland Browns fan base. By choosing a yinzer, 
But I do believe he brought a fair case, and it certainly would not be thrown out of court. It would not be thrown out in front of a district attorney. Uh, we had a lot of fun here today, and whether or not Miles Garrett eventually could make the Hall of Fame. So with that, we've spoken about a ton. Appreciate all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen. We appreciate all the support here as we begin this new venture together. Garrett's got a lot going on on his plate um, as well outside of Lockdown Browns, but we're making it pop in here as well. Um, so always a pleasure for everybody there. Make sure Lockdown, sure Lockdown Browns is your first listen day in, day out. Uh, make sure you uh, obviously subscribe uh, to the podcast on whatever app you use. YouTube, we need those subscriptions. Please take care of that for us. Uh, thank you all so much. And with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.